Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to our February 2015 CTSS quiz. I have 10 terrific cases for you, so let's get started. This patient was referred to us for a pancreatic mass, and it seemed like a very straightforward case. It was a large mass. I wasn't sure if this was an unusual neuroendocrine tumor or possibly a spent tumor even. Perhaps it was something retroperitoneal. Well, my guess was it was probably a neuroendocrine tumor, I have to admit. Well, this patient went to surgery, and to everyone's surprise, this ended up being an adrenal carcinoma. What a strange case. Its epicenter is just not by the adrenal. It's not pushing the kidney down. It's coming off a lateral limb of the adrenal gland, a most unusual case. I've never quite seen one like it, but a very, very interesting example. In this case, the patient's key finding is what? Well, you look at the patient's right colon, you see pneumatosis. That is impressive pneumatosis. There's also pneumoperitoneum. Now, the one thing you don't see is you don't see inflammation and you don't see obstruction. It's important to recognize that pneumatosis can occur in many things. This patient was on high-dose steroids, and high-dose steroids can lead to pneumatosis, and pneumatosis can pop and lead to pneumoperitoneum. So the correct answer for the key finding is that what we're seeing, which is pneumatosis, can be due to benign causes. It does not require a laparotomy. You don't need to have pneumatosis due to ischemia. Well, we always see pneumatosis and then think ischemia. That's important to do, but you need to be careful if the signs don't match to think of possibly benign causes of pneumatosis, and it does not require angiography. So that's typically not going to help. In this case, beautiful 3D images, I'm asking you why the stent was placed. Now, the first thing you're going to say is, well, the patient must have had a dissection. Maybe it's traumatic dissection, good location. But you realize here, one of the most impressive findings is a massively dilated left subclavian artery. Why is that dilated? Well, it was a collateral pathway. Why was it a collateral pathway? Well, the patient had a coarctation of the aorta, and this was a stent to repair it. Sometimes you'll see the big intercostals. We don't see that, but when you see the big subclavian, you got to go with coarctation of the aorta as the best and only diagnosis. This is a tricky case, and I wanted to show it to you. When you look at this, I guess it could be a left adnexal mass. There's a lesion by the right adnexa. But when you look at all of the images carefully, you're actually looking at a bladder diverticulum. And there's a soft tissue lesion under a sonometer in the wall of the bladder diverticulum that ended up being a cancer in a diverticulum. Very easy to misread this case because it looks like an ovarian lesion and you can just blow by it. I recognize I'm only giving you two images. I apologize, but I wanted to make the teaching point. You have to be very careful. Bladder diverticulum can simulate uh, anexal lesions, but even when they're recognized, people aren't very careful. You need to look very carefully to exclude a tumor within a diverticulum. I've seen a half dozen cases of that just over the past couple years. This is a great case. This patient was post-MVA, and this patient was unlucky and lucky because they hit a tree. But when you look at the axial images, you see a dissection in the arch, and you see mediastinal hematoma. That's a bad sign. When you see that dissection, that flap, you know this patient has injured their aorta. And when you look at the 3Ds, you see a classic transection by the level of the ligamentum. And this could easily rupture, the patient could die. This patient was very lucky, the patient made it to surgery, stent was placed, and the patient's doing okay. 
This is not an ulcerated plaque, and it's not a coarctation, though it is a site if you had a coarctation where you'd get one, and it's not an ulcer. It's really a traumatic dissection, a very, very impressive case. Now, I'm asking for the best diagnosis in this 27-year-old female, and what you see is a large cystic mass, and it's best described as cystic and solid probably, but also as calcification. So now I say to you, it's a pancreatic mass. What could it be? Well, if I tell you calcification, you think of neuroendocrine tumor. If it would be central, you think of serous cyst adenoma. But this is in the periphery. And we've seen a number of cases now with peripheral calcification in spent tumors. I'm not sure why I'm first seeing them. But we have seen cases after case now of calcification in a lesion, particularly in the periphery, kind of like eggshell and it's pancreatic. You better be thinking about spent tumor. So again, calcification, spent tumor, Think neuroendocrine, think serous adenoma. That's just some of the choices. But this was a classic spend tumor. In this case, I'm asking what the patient's history was. Now, when you look at the images, the key thing is fatty replacement of the entire pancreatic gland. And yes, you can get fatty replacement in diabetes and Chronic pancreatitis can lead to fatty replacement, and steroid use can all do it. But here, the entire pancreas is replaced by fat. But you can see where the gland should be, and it's perfectly symmetric in size. And this is a beautiful example of fatty infiltration of the pancreas in cystic fibrosis. Just a terrific case. Patient had a coronary CTA, had vague chest pain. And you look at the right coronary artery and you see an outpouching. Very nicely, you see a coronary artery aneurysm. This is not a stenosis, it's not a fistula, it's not vasculitis. It's interesting, coronary artery aneurysms most commonly involve the right coronary artery. They're often small. Uh, they can be due to a number of things. Uh, Taikiyashu's aortitis can get that. Kawasaki's is the thing we think about most commonly worldwide. While in the U.S., atherosclerosis is the number one cause of coronary artery aneurysms, it can be a sequela of a procedure, like a cath. But, you know, the key finding is the aneurysm, just a beautiful example of a coronary artery aneurysm. This patient, um, I'm asking for the best diagnosis. When you look at the axial images, see what looks like a mass in the renal pelvis. And when you look at the 3D, the CT urogram is just beautiful. There's a mass in the renal pelvis, there's displacement of the calyces, very, very nice example. That's a classic transitional cell carcinoma. It's not papillary necrosis or vasculitis or renal cell cancer. This is the appearance of transitional cell carcinoma. Very, very classic. In this case, I'm asking you for the least likely primary tumor and what's the findings? Bilateral adrenal masses, okay? And it's interesting, the left adrenal is enhancing and the tumor actually extended into the left renal vein. But what could this be? Well, we always say melanoma gives you bilateral adrenal metastasis, so that's not the least likely. And we know lung cancer commonly gives, non-small cell lung cancer, commonly gives metastasis to the adrenal. Bilateral is not that uncommon, so that's not the answer. Renal cell carcinoma can go to the adrenals commonly, often the lesions of vascular. What about colon cancer? I can't remember colon cancer to adrenal. I'm sure it occurs, but it occurs infrequently, surely not bilaterally, and the least likely source will be that colon cancer. So with that, I've given you 10 terrific cases. Hopefully, you gave 10 terrific answers, and more importantly, hopefully you learned some terrific facts. And with that, I'll see you next week. Catch you later.